0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Boga Hunting Podcast. This is a show for hunters of all skill levels looking for knowledge and a bit of our own experience to strengthen your hunt. So, we're glad you're here. Today, we are talking with Phil Uden of Seek a Stopper Arrows, and we're just gonna be diving in on everything on the basics of arrow, the arrow selection. We're gonna talk a little bit about spine, forward weight, how fletchings come into play in wet conditions. But first, we'd really like to talk about a few people who helped make this all happen. First Light. First Light Camo.
1: We uh, rock a lot of their gear a lot of the time. In fact, on a daily basis, I wear an article of First Light clothing. Great stuff. If you are a whitetail hunter, it's great stuff. If you hunt out west, we love it.
0: Their wool is top of the line. Merino
1: wool is the way to go. FirstLight.com. Is it HuntWise? (laughs) Get (laughs) Uh, it. Another sponsor of this podcast is HuntWise. It's an app that's basically your one-stop shop when you want to do anything with hunting on your phone. Um, It's got social media, it's got mapping software, it has a place to buy gear, Um, it's it's awesome. If you
0: want to learn more, go to huntwise.com. Handcrafted in a small northern Michigan town, Bivouac Bow Company is Michigan's premier traditional archery manufacturer. Their machines and sanders are all purpose-built and they only use the highest quality materials available. To meet the bow ears and their truly one-of-a-kind bows, visit bivouacbowco.com.
1: If you haven't heard yet, there's a lot of buzz around saddle hunting these days, and if you're anything like us, you want to use the best gear available. If you're thinking of trying your hand at saddle hunting this year, don't settle for some knockoff brand. Use the saddle company that has been doing it since 1961. Visit trophyline.com to find out more. Last but not least, Steerka. Dirka Optics. optics. Do you say Stirka? I say Stirka. Great binoculars, great rifle scopes.
0: Yeah, I'm actually gonna be rocking one on my uh, AR build that I have. A
1: little red dot action. Mm-hmm. Great warranty, made in the U.S. Uh, check them out, StirkaStrong.com. Well, Phil, thanks for uh, taking the time to join us today on the the Boga Hunting Podcast. Before we jump in, you want to tell everybody who you are and what you do?
2: Okay, so Phil Uden, I'm from New Zealand, so I am currently talking to you from Wednesday. Hence yeah, the reason yeah. why when uh, I messaged you yesterday, I thought we were doing yesterday because uh, <laughs> Tuesday was yesterday for me. So slight faux pas on there on my part. But I am the owner-operator of Seeker Stopper Arrows. I took over the company uh, probably only about six to eight months ago, okay. thereabouts, but I've been shooting the arrows since since they came out, and I probably did a lot of the stuff for the old owner, Johnny, anyway, in terms of you know, I pushed the arrows pretty hard because i, I I've been shooting since shooting a bow since I was about about eight. I'm 36 now, so a while. Been through a lot of different arrows, a lot of different setups, hundreds to be completely yeah. honest. Mm-hmm. Hundreds. These were the first arrow that I and I'm I'm, and I'm. I really mean this too. These were the first arrow that I really shot. And I was like, man, it was probably slightly biased because right. New Zealand company. So I, I am. I've got no problem saying I, I was probably slightly biased. Like, no. I kind of wanted them to work. And to be completely honest, when I first got them, they actually didn't work amazingly. They were all right, um, but I didn't like the component system. It was just there was just things I didn't like about it. Right. So then he rung me not long ago, six, eight months ago, said, hey, man, I'm getting out. Do you want to take it over? And hilariously enough, I was actually doing fencing with a buddy of mine, yeah. um, putting up some I—I I, I had just said to him, "Hey, man, I've just—I got off the phone with Johnny yesterday. And I reckon he's getting out. I reckon he's going to be done." Yeah. And uh, yeah, the following day I got a phone call. Hey, man, do you want to do you want to take over the reins and uh, run with it? I'm like, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's not bad. Right on. I will. So, where you? What were you doing beforehand? What, what like, what kind of set you up to be to be ready to take over a company?
2: Oh, okay. So, my background in terms of business ownership is yeah. reasonably vast, I guess. I started a construction company with my brother when I was 18. Okay. So I've been doing that for 18 years through all of the 2008 recessions uh, and right. all that sort of stuff. So I kind of have my head screwed on when it comes to not wasting money. My wife is also absolutely phenomenal when it comes to money. Nice. So uh, that that definitely helps. Uh, that along with an investment company. I used to play, you oh, could say, semi-professional paintball. So I ran a paintball field for a while as well. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I've done a lot of stuff. Yeah, I've done a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff in terms of running business. So That's by the time it. you get to this, you've got a, I've got a guess. I've got a good network of people around me. I can get good testers involved, getting product out to people. I'm used to NDA agreements. All I guess all the things you kind of need to have, and kind of need to know. Mm-hmm. And I'm also completely okay with saying that I'm wrong 99 percent of the time. Right, if Jared, Jared is also hey, 99
1: percent of the time wrong. You learn to roll with it once yeah. in a while. <laughs>
2: Hey, man, if you can admit it, it's great. Because, man, you, it's amazing how much you learn from listening to other people. Like, yeah. It really is. Yeah. So whenever someone rings me up and says, hey, man, uh, I just did this, and this didn't work because of that, it's it's, straight, it's It's written down straight away. I've got a list of things that I can refine and get better, and, and that's just what you're always doing, with with especially with a company like this. Like, right. I, I knew the fletching at the start. I didn't really like it. I'm not much of it. I won't say the fletching we were using before, but I, I wasn't too much of a fan, so we changed that. I think who's shooting the newer ones? They've actually got the branding on them.
1: The uh, they both hit. They actually both did.
2: Oh, did they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh right. So one. So because I seen, was it three three forties and 500s?
1: Yeah, three forties and 500s. That's right.
2: Okay. Yeah. So the five the five hundreds was the original, uh, uh, the original way it was. Uh, okay. But I hadn't shot. I hadn't shot those veins personally for a very long time. Very very long time and I am a very firm believer in hey if I won't shoot it I don't want my customers shooting it right if it costs me a fraction more to make sure that it's something that I'd be happy with then so be it since I took over the company the arrows have gone up a little bit in price but the quality's also gone up that uh, would pretty ah oh, mistakes still happen so I don't want to say that right right of course <laughs> I I <laughs> I am i am human i think i stuffed an order up the other day and felt real bad they did the wrong things when you're getting uh, if you do a sale and people like bulk orders come through yeah man, yeah you'll make some mistakes <laughs>
1: no i you know that's that's understandable especially when you're kind of you're kind of running the show yourself so tell me just you know i, I get a good sense of your background what is distinct the then about seek a stopper arrows or yeah. what's the thing that you changed when you came in that's like when you when you're looking at arrows maybe let's start more broadly what makes a quality yep. arrow? how about that
2: okay so for me it's not breaking the arrows they're, they're micro diameter so i don't i think for you guys it's done in inches so i think it's internal is 0.165 inch so it's okay, pretty yeah. small so uh, four millimeter internals and six six to seven millimeter or 2.36 2.75 inch depending on what spine you're using so they're really really thin arrows but they're really thick walled yeah right so if you get a good Dense. side impact uh yeah exactly if you get a good side impact like you get not a full pastor and the arrow goes out the other side we've got guys that are shooting red reds here and reds are pretty decent size not quite the same size as elk but right. pretty close yep in terms of a decent stag is pretty solid and if they then run through the brush we're getting guys that those arrows then aren't breaking that to me that's amazing that's a big <laughs> that deal that can yep. happen I mean that's a massive deal. I mean yeah, if it rolls down a hill, it's going to break. Right. That's you've you've got a massive animal rolling on top of an arrow. I mean, if it doesn't break, then
1: then it's going to bend, I'd and then up. that's it's equally yeah, shot. Yeah. You're toast. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's shot anyway. Yeah. If you choose to reshoot that arrow later on,
1: that's on you. How
2: old are you, man? Like, yeah. Yeah. Off, man. you're going to be pulling <laughs> to the left it, or I, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would not be. I, yeah. I wouldn't be that brave. But there are definitely guys here that are. So that makes the arrows, in my opinion. That's awesome. The thing that I had major trouble with when I first was shooting them was the original componentry system. Yep. So it was insert with no outset. Yep. And because of the diameter of the arrows, it actually proved to be very difficult. Right. That's right, probably right. an understatement.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I think it probably took about six to eight months of towing and froing with manufacturers. We've got a machine shop down here. So towing and froing with those guys, trying to get a system to work from one piece through to two piece and just everything. And we ended up selling with a two piece system that one insert pin and then an outsert that screws on over top of it. Yep. It's still, it's it's pretty close to being exactly the way we want it. I would like to refine it a bit more. So there probably will be a generation two and a generation yep. three coming right. out in short order because it's that thing if someone rings me up and says, hey man, this, this does this or this does that man i want to make sure it's perfect i, I, I want to whatever product that i can stand behind 100% that at the end of the day when someone uses it i don't want you to just have to use it for hunting i got guys down here that use stuff for tournaments so sure. we'll be bringing out a, a zero zero one arrow in the next six to eight months yep. but again okay. that's way more r&d so you just it's constantly going down that down that path of just trying to find what works for everyone else but yeah. the arrows are solid, they're really strong, and that to me was the biggest thing that sold me Just toughness. Yeah I, can, yeah, I can take this company over with sound knowledge that if you take these out into the field and you don't put it all the way through an animal, it's going to be good. Jeepers, man, I shot a chamois that was before shoulder surgery, so uh, maybe that was a year ago. Okay. And it was a full pass-through at 45 yards, and the arrow carried on down the hill at chamois, so you're on shale fields.
1: Right, right. Complete
2: pass-through at... at destroyed the broadhead there was nothing left of that broadhead but the arrow was absolutely mint
1: yeah that's you know, awesome
2: Put photos. Of, that to me i was just like man like my goodness that's gone through the front of a chamois it's broken the back leg i mean it, it broke the back leg clean it's carried on down the mountain another 40 50 yards hit rocks destroyed the broadhead and the arrow's fine if, if it's doing that i'm i'm sold like that's, yeah, that's, that's what thing. i mm-hmm. want that's what i want it to do
1: well, when you're, you know, my big, so I shoot trad and I love to do, I love to shoot uh stump shoot. And I mean, yep. for the most part, that's great. But on occasion, you're going to hit a, a weird stump or whatever. And if you've got a real break, a rock zero, that yeah, you a rock. A stump. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You think it's a stump or you're shooting for a clump of grass and there's really a rock in there. And yep, so that just... Man, <laughs> yeah, right, right? Because it's like you're walking around yeah. and that's one of the beautiful things about traditional archery. You can just shoot at stuff. Yeah, but man. you also get some, uh, what I would refer to as arrow arrow turnover at that point. Um, And Jared, Jared yeah. you, you don't even stump shoot. You get some arrow turnover just by uh, what you missed the
0: target on occasion, I've, no, I've heard. No, 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 no. No. It's just a different target. You just keep hitting <laughs> your... i <under> the bus. <laughs> right. I don't miss the main one. I hit the
1: second. Yeah, that's, that's I was right. for the rock so um so toughness is key for you obviously there's a bunch of things that you want to let's let's do this let's um for a person that might be new and is looking to pick out an arrow you know say say i'm coming to you i've never i'm just i just got my first bow i'm coming to you and asking hey i need arrows i don't even know where to begin where would you suggest i begin when i start doing my research
2: Well, the first thing I'm always asking people when, uh, funnily enough, I just got off the phone about 10 minutes ago talking to a dude, it's this exact scenario. So the first question I'm going to be asking is, what poundage are you shooting Mm -hmm. and... What draw length are you
1: shooting? All right, let's 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 do this. Jared, you're, well, let's go with your setup. You're shooting a compound
0: ball. What's your? 65 pounds at 28 and a half. You're not even shooting 70 pounds? I'm not. What a girl. I'm an animal. I'm nothing wrong with I, I like my hey, shoulders. I'm, I'm sticking
2: up to you, man. Shoulder <laughs> surgery, dude. I'm, yeah. I'm down. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. playing it smart.
1: No, and I am totally kidding. I was shooting 60, 65 pounds, too. I mean, you don't, you don't need don't that. That's because he can't pull 70. Oh, oh, oh Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no shaming here. This is an anti. This is a no shaming podcast. This podcast is strictly anti shaming for your draw weight. You can. I'll draw. remember that. Anything legal, we're that. we're right behind. Would you would you say that?
2: Yep.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yep. Anything legal.
1: Yep. All right. So we got we got sixty five pound at twenty nine. Did you say half a half? Twenty eight. We have yep. the same draw length. Yep. So twenty eight and a half. You want to be friends? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Go. Yeah. Go
2: were you'd be sitting right at around the th- with 340. 340 and obviously then that's going to start changing when you ask the second question which is what arrow weight what arrow tip are you going to be using are you are you talking 100 125? 120, you're a shooter, so 125 you shooters you're going to be 125 right
1: up you're only 120. shooting
0: 125 i told oh, you i'm not an animal
2: man so 125 you're going to be in the 340s especially with the draw length of of about 28 anything above 29 and you start hovering into you are now on the cusp yep. of transferring over to a 300. Mm-hmm, so yep. then it comes down to personal preference. And me, I'm probably going to overspine. so I'll be like, I'll jump into the 300. The new componentry system that we've got is slightly heavier. It's 70 mm-hmm. grains. So you've got 70 grains up front, automatically off the bat. So Was it, with with that insert, you've got 70 100... grains. Yeah, that's 70 grains.
0: All right,
1: sweet. That'll. I guess. So I'm shooting 200, 270 Not, up front. I did sweet.
0: see you had a arrow spine selection chart on the website right yep yes. we do
2: that does probably need updated a little bit now okay. so that's uh, probably a little bit behind the times for the fact we've changed yeah sure change that componentry system and saying that though the old componentry system was 40 grains anyway so we haven't gone up by that much so in terms of i mean
1: yeah now i just i want to interrupt here because we're talking spine and for the the layman yep. the new bow hunter when we're saying spine what are we referring to
2: So that's the stiffness of the arrow. So every arrow has a deflection. And so you get a spine tester. You've got X amount of distance apart that you're going to have. Basically, it's like blocks. And then you put a weight in the middle. I can't remember the exact, exactly how heavy that weight was in the middle. But then you are just hanging off the very middle of that arrow on the length. And that'll be the spine of the arrow. Mm -hmm. And so you've got... So we currently do 300, 340, 400, and 500 spine arrows due to the... Amount of weight with the new componentry system. We are now going into the 240 spine, especially because if any of you guys been to New Zealand.
0: Oh no! The I'd f- love to come. Day. You
1: got a spot so. for me to play, stay when I'm uh, when I stop by. Yeah.
0: The farthest that way <laughs> so I've been was of the Thailand.
1: Thailand, that's yeah. pretty, pretty right. close.
2: Close. 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 More tropical. More tropical. Yeah,
0: or or, or uh, would uh, Okinawa be closer? Uh, I don't think so, man. I think it's norther. or yeah, too north. Right. Yeah,
2: I feel like it is. Hmm. Oh no, Okinawa would
0: you Oh, i actually, yeah. I was actually, st- I was actually planning a trip down to Australia, but you it never, never, went. never, never went through. Never materialized.
2: Yeah, I can't comment on going to Australia. My wife's at least part Australian, so mm. uh, love, love, hate relationship with Australia. Can't That's really fair. say
3: too much. I, you know, is there
1: like a tension there? Is there some like rivalry? <laughs> I think it's just, it's it's
2: inbuilt. We have to. Right. Like, we have to. They're like our big brother. You know, the one right. that we the one that you don't want, the big brother that you try and disown. Yeah. That's that's Australia. I and mean, we are very little. <laughs> I mean Jesus. we have a population of around four and a half million. There's that many people driving to work in Sydney in the morning. Right. Yeah, great. But
0: at least you guys have a bomb rugby team. Do
2: they? Yeah. Oh, we yeah. do. Apparently we do. Yeah. Apparently they're very, very, very good. Oh yeah. Uh, I am far too small to play rugby. I yeah. am the size of a large hobbit.
3: So
1: <laughs> Jared, how do you know Definitely about? How, what do, you, how
2: do
0: you know about that, dude? What? What are you rugby guy? No, I just I watched a documentary on it. <laughs> You're a documentary <laughs> guy. I watched a documentary, documentary, <laughs> a documentary on the New Zealand rugby team. I forgot the name of them. Was it the, like the the black the jersey? Old, the All
2: Blacks. Yeah, the, the All blacks. blacks. And that's not racist. That's right. the actual name.
0: Yeah.
1: Interesting. If it's
2: historical, they that's do okay.
0: some big intimidation chant on the midfield.
2: Yeah, the haka. That's yeah. it. That those that dudes every, are bad. Man, knows. Dudes. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and sorry, rabbit hole. When I was playing paintball semi-professionally, we'd do a lot of travelling, and I remember turning up to the airport with our whole team at the same time as I think it was the All Blacks turned up. And the size difference between our paintball team, <laughs> which is obviously everyone is quite a lot smaller because you want to be small, right? Standing next to the All Blacks, it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> You're like, damn, those are some pretty massive dudes. Those man. are and some mean like dudes. A tiny yeah. Oh, yeah, they're pretty big. They're pretty big. Got to make sense, though. So. Yeah, you
1: know, I feel like that's how Jared feels around me. You know, pretty big dude. You kind of feel small, I know. I
0: told you I'm not going to comment on that. You're not going to comment on that either. Jared's
1: Jared's probably got me by, what, 40 pounds? Probably. Yeah, it's probably. He, you know what? In your slim days, you only had me probably by 20 pounds. Well, you just got to eat. Yeah, it's true.
0: Drink
2: milk. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't notice people's height and/or size because I've always been smaller than everyone. Okay, and I would describe New Zealand as basically the land of the giants. Well, all my friends are anyway. Yeah. So I don't think I have any friends that are under six foot.
1: I don't think I do either. um, I don't know why. We're in a tall area. We're all Dutch people by us, so it's all blonde people. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So yeah, that's. My my youngest brother is uh, so I I really lucked out on this. So my I've got two younger brothers and one of them's he's probably just six foot and the other dude he's probably six four six five now. I'm five seven. Oh five, wow eight. okay. You are girl, an overweight so. hobbit.
1: Yeah, over uh, overs- Oh, did he ever say, yeah, say overweight <laughs> man? We haven't we don't know about his I, weight.
2: I'm I'm, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm trying
1: to get out of the spot. <laughs> uh, well, this hey, took a you, turn. Hey, you know what? Going back to spine. All mm, right. Go. spine. So you're <laughs> saying basically the spine is the flexibility or the inflexibility of an arrow. Now, correct for for somebody who doesn't know, explain why that is important. And maybe the archer's paradox comes into play here. Yeah. How would you describe how say, that works?
2: Exactly as you just said, the archer's paradox. The moment you are going from static, so the arrow is on a string, it is not moving. The moment you start applying pressure, yep. obviously then the arrow will start to flex. Yeah. And that makes sense. The more you pressure you put on something, the more it's going to flex. The longer something is, the more it's going to flex. Yeah. So we're really actually going down a rabbit hole here. Yep. But welcome to Wonderland. <laughs> so what it means is you need to make sure the length of your arrow and the poundage you're shooting is conducive to the spine you're shooting. If right. you are underspining your arrow, you, you, you won't notice as much with field tips. You are definitely going to notice the moment you start, <laughs> the moment you screw on, Right, right. <laughs> a broad head onto the front, that's just a massive big sail that's yep. going to just start sending that arrow in whatever direction it wants to send it, especially if you're underspined. Overspining is always better. It's still too high, and yep, you're going to start running into, into troubles the other way. But an underspined arrow is never a good idea. So I, I have lots of guys that will call me up and say, hey, this, this arrow flies terribly as soon as I should have put a broadhead on it. And then you ask them, what spine did they pick? Because I had one kid the other day, will definitely not mention name. And I think I talked to this kid for probably 20 or 30 minutes on the phone trying to get him to understand that he did not want to buy the spine that he was buying didn't listen and then a week later i get a phone call back saying how terrible the arrows were and you're like because you're so underspined right and i tried to explain to you how underspined you were and you wouldn't listen
1: right so So it's not bending around the riser as it should when it's shooting
2: exactly exactly and and you've just got to be super careful with that and i said underspining to me is is the killer overspining is somewhat better especially considering just a little bit more point weight and you're gonna get that right out so the point weight at the front is is what changes everything. Yep. So the more weight you have at front at the front, the more your arrow is going to deflect.
0: Is there a benefit to underspining, though? Yeah, well, some, I feel like that guy was he onto something. You're trying to you, what
1: you're trying to do is get it to to a spine where it bends at the right time around your riser. Okay. If I understand mm-hmm. it correctly. And so if you're too bent, you're too early or too late, you're going to have a funky flight as it goes. It's going to hit the riser, and wherever. you'll see
2: it, especially especially shooting it so. I shot a compound for most of yeah most of my archery life, and have only recently decided to go full trad. Good man. Yep. I well, I always <laughs> had one, and I, I would always go out and shoot it, and then I just and I just ended up shooting that more. Yeah. And was like, man, I just I can't. I guess you do one thing for so long, and eventually, man, I can't bother doing this. But yeah. you really start noticing it when you're shooting a stick straight. Yeah. Like, yep. You'll see that because you can really see that arrow, and you look at it, and you're like, oh. Right, that's miles underspined, or it's jeepers that's hitting miles this way, that's miles overspined. Because with a trad but it really matters. Yeah, that's how you get your arrow to fly right. Compound, you can kind of do a little bit of witchcraft and witchery to kind of get around it with the uh, the drop away rests and all that sort of stuff. You can kind of you know get around a couple of things, yeah. you can change a little bit here, micro adjust this, and you kind of get it pretty close, but there's no substitute for getting that spine right. Like, it's going to make your tuning so much easier if you get it right right from the start
1: so you you've that's you've covered spine and and while you're talking about you you mentioned the weight up front and let's start by let's talk a little bit about the weight of an arrow especially the 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 weight up front explain why that's important maybe talk about what front of center is foc you know you hear a lot of people here maybe that listen to this foc or you know here's my i've got this much weight up front you know explain to why explain to our listeners maybe why that is important to some people in terms of you know how they set their arrow
2: up Okay, so you'll find that your average, say, tournament archer will have a lot less FOC or front of center. And that's because the flatter trajectory during a tournament is highly beneficial. So especially if you're doing unknown distance, to not have to get it absolutely perfect on exactly where your arrow is going to hit because plus or minus one to two feet is not really going to change too much because your arrow is coming out blisteringly fast. Right. And so you're probably sitting, say, around the 300 to low 400 grains all up in terms of arrow weight. Yep. And so a lot of those guys, they might even go down to, oh, what's one of my buddies doing right now? I think, it's, I think it's 75 grain field tips. That, to me, is just... That's late, man. So, mm-hmm. I, I know I've I, I've never shot anything that late, even when I was shooting a compound. I've never shot anything that late. No. But he's he, he kills stuff all the time, so hats off to him. It obviously works.
0: Like rabbits? But. Yeah. yeah birds no no
2: no he, kill, he 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 kills red deer and stuff he's a very good shot he he is he is very good 110 120 yards not for killing animals but right. he'd shoot out to that and he'd be uh he'd be drilling within a softball size nine times out of ten he's he's very good oh hats off like, yeah, right. he's, he's amazing to watch he, he's amazing he's amazing to watch shoot so you can get away with a lot if you are very very good but for everyone else like me <laughs> right you want to make sure that when you are hitting, and we'll just now go from tournament into actual hunting application, which is far more my my field, when you start jumping into that, the more kinetic energy, so the more momentum you're getting behind that arrow with hitting power, and mm-hmm. I've heard this explained so many times, throw a rock at someone at 100 kilometers an hour or throw a feather at someone at 100 kilometers an hour. I know which one I would prefer to be hit with, right, right. certainly not the rock. Yeah. So, and it's exact. it doesn't translate perfectly, but you get, you kind of get the idea. Right. So, the more weight you have up front, the more FOC you have, and you can go too far. I definitely don't subscribe to Fox at all. That's just me. But the more weight you have up front, I find anyway, the easier it is to tune the arrow.
1: Oh, yeah. Cause it, the, because... the, it's stabilizing at it, cause it's kind of the weight's pulling yep. it, correct?
2: Yep, and it, yep, that's it. Absolutely spot on. Exactly like a dart. So yeah. you're throwing a dart, dart at a dartboard. I tell you what, if you take those feathers off the back, that thing's just going to fly end over end because it's it's heavy. It's real heavy. Yeah. So it's amazing how much stabilization actually the back does when you start going that heavy, and that's the reason why I probably don't subscribe to extreme front of center. Right. I'm always a happy. I'm pretty much a happy medium.
1: What are you shooting up front right but, now? Uh,
2: so I'm 175. So 175, 240.
1: 240,
2: 240 okay. 250. Yep. Yep. 240, 250. Around that. Um, I think it'd be 250. I yeah, 75 and 75. Roughly, roughly 250. 75 and 175. Yeah, so roughly 250. Yeah. Sorry. My maths is terrible. Don't you ever <laughs> ask me to do maths. It's something I'd <laughs> do. Sorry about that. I didn't, I didn't I, prepare you for that. You did well. You put me on the spot. You yeah, yeah do that's my bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, they're about, I shoot thereabouts about 250. Yep. I am, yeah, really, really down right now. I've only just been allowed in the last, geez, how long ago was that? four or five days ago, to start shooting a couple hours a day, which is amazing because I've been off for now the better part of eight months. Yeah, with a sh- shoulder surgery? Yeah, yeah, which was supposed to be really minor shoulder surgery. That's what they told me, Ugh. Uh, but it wasn't. It ended up being quite major because the MRI showed a tear. What the MRI didn't show was it was a tear, but it was the whole thing.
1: Oh, was shoot, <laughs> big tear. Mm.
2: So... <laughs> So uh, that was hiking slash hunting accident, helping someone pack some stuff out, and uh, landing with my arm outstretched, oh. and it just kind of shunted everything back, because it was quite a heavy pack, quite heavy, 50 to 60 kg. I don't know what that is in pounds for you guys, like 2.5 kgs.
0: Uh, 40? I have no
1: idea. No, I think, I think I it's more than that. Uh, you know what? I'm going to look yeah, it up I, while you're yeah, I think
2: I think it's 2.5 pounds to a kg, so <laughs> that'd be 100. <laughs> I went the other way. <laughs> I know, I, I think quick, you did the other way. I
0: wasn't good at math either.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think that's over 100 pounds. Yeah, it's like 110, I believe. 100 yeah, yeah. Which, it, it, and it, it was heavy. It was really, it That's was a really heavy, heavy pack, thank man. You, yeah, thank you for Kafaru. I'm just going to do a shout out there. Thanks, Kafaru, for the amazing packs because uh, it really does It really does help. But, yeah, yeah l- l- falling downhill with an outstretched arm. Uh, mm, no bueno. Uh, yeah, that's not bad. But the, yeah, the funny thing was, though, I didn't actually think it was my arm. I thought it was my hip because my hip went black, and so I think the hike out was—I think we, we hiked and we dropped off some weight, and then we uh, had to go a bit further and then drop off more weight, and just dropping off weight as we went. Yeah. And the hike back, which I think usually takes take six hours, I think took me eight.
1: Oh man! I was
2: my my, my hip was bad, like bad. Real bad, so <laughs> I didn't think my shoulder was bad at all. I thought, Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm yeah, good, right. And then three weeks later, tried to lift up a coffee cup in my truck and couldn't do it.
1: Oh,
2: uh, so a couple okay, a couple months later, decided that I should probably do something about it. Of course, and, it takes you a uh, couple months out, really to hat, t- <laughs> feel it. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you wait, you wait, you're yeah, a man, you, 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 think you, you think it goes you can away. Jump it out. Yeah, that's right, yeah, because you're an idiot, rub
1: <laughs> some CBD on it. I heard that <laughs> helps, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, but it didn't, it didn't go away, <laughs> it got worse, and as it turned out, if I had gone straight in, it probably would have been better, because what ended up happening was all the fluid was leaking out of my shoulder every single time I moved it, yep. and it made a massive big cyst on the back of the shoulder joint of uh, shoulder fluid, yep. whatever it is, something, <laughs> and that meant they basically, yeah, they basically had basically to take my shoulder off to get rid of it, and then cut all the tendons, and then reattach them all. Yeah. And that was the problem because my shoulder feels amazing. Mm. The tendon's not so much.
0: Was it your dominant hand or the opposite?
2: Yeah. It was your yeah, dominant? I'm right-handed and it was my right hand. Oh, so crap. That blows. I, You know what? I'd yes. imagine
0: that would complicate more than just lifting coffee. Yeah. Like you know shooting a bow? Or, or going a lo- number two? A lot it, going two? It, oh, yeah.
2: Wiping. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm an accomplished idiot. And this would probably be my... I think this is my sixth surgery for doing stupid things. Oh,
0: wow. Okay. So Well done.
2: Yeah. Yeah. My wife would say, yeah, I am the king of idiots when it comes to doing dumb things. <laughs> At least you're yeah, king. So I, I shot all the nerves in my hands and they had to do a ulnar nerve transposition. Man, we're really down a rabbit hole. Sorry. They they had to do surgery on my elbows so I could feel my hands again. Ugh. And they, they, they thought I was crazy because I went in there and they're reading the charts and the nurse is like, oh, ulnar nerve transposition. That's pretty bad. <laughs> bilateral you're getting both done at the same time and i'm like yeah so why would you get them both done at the same time exactly that how are you gonna wipe your butt and i was like i'll figure it out
0: a day take, take a take bath off work a so, days man
2: yeah it was fun a, a day to you too sir <laughs> <laughs> don't <laughs> sorry absolute massive rabbit hole carry on <laughs> So
1: we're we're talking. Chicken oh underland. yeah, so take us back. In. us back in. So I'm just putting this together as you, you, as we we go through it, right? So spine is the, the yeah, flexibility. I'm, I'm, I'm
2: terrible. I'm sorry. No, no, no. This is
1: good. This spine is flexibility of the arrow. You want it to obviously flex around the yep. riser, shoot well. Correct. Obviously, the weight in front impacts how much it flexes. So you got to balance that with yep. the spine of the arrow. You also, I would imagine, have to balance you know the length of the arrow with with the spine and the weight up front too. That comes into play as well, right?
2: Yeah, and with, with a compound, that's more – most people are going to be shooting pretty close to their draw length right? or just under or just over, depending. It's pretty It's pretty, It's pretty. pretty much a muchness. I mean, it, like – sorry, it was Jared, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. Jared. Yep. so Jared, you were saying – was it 28 or was it 28 and a half? I can't 28 remember. 28 and a half. 28 and a half. So 28 and a half, and, that, and a compound shooter is going to say, that's what I'm shooting. Right. So then it's, 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 it's a known quantity. It's reasonably mm, easy to sort yeah. out. Trad shooters are different. It's me an <laughs> yeah, and arrow. That, yeah, that's know, what I, that's
1: what I go with. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm yeah. shooting some of your arrows, and like my some of, some of the arrows I've shot in the past have been, you know, 30 inches, and some have been short, and it really just depends on yeah. the spine and the weight and you know my setup at the time. So I haven't I haven't got yours set up yet, um, but I'm excited to see kind of where I come out at. It. Cause I, with those 75 grain, you know, w- weight at Whole the front tools, yeah. plus plus yeah. I got about 200 grain arrows or uh, heads. That should give me a good good weight up front, but I'll be interested to see how that uh, how that comes. Cause down you
2: were uh, yours was 500 spine, yeah, it yeah. was.
1: Yeah, it was. Yep, it yeah, is. So, yeah. So, and th-
2: and this is the other crazy thing about these arrows, it's the GPI. They are heavy. Yeah. That thick that thick wall carbon, uh, and this is where that thing we were talking about just before that having that kinetic energy transferring through to the animal, it is phenomenal. So when I was shooting a compound, it was I was shooting a 300 spine worth. That was that was seventy five grains plus. what Was I shooting up front? One, it wasn't one seventy five. One forty 145s, 145s. And, yep. and it was a three hundred grain arrow at twenty eight inches. I can't, for the life of me, I wouldn't be able to do the maths on that. <laughs> right. But if I do, yes. quick, if I do quickly, if I do quickly do the maths on that, so what are we talking? It's so, so a, a, a three hundred grain arrow yep. of the Seeker Stoppers is twelve point oh eight grains per inch so that's what gpi it's,
1: is it's, just to go back with what, what you said before yep yeah
2: yep. so gpi grains per inch so a, a 12.08 gpi per inch that's quite high yep and and then then you're going to add the components onto it and then so what's that uh, so say 28 inch arrow you're looking at base so nothing added on for a 28 yep. inch arrow no jared we're going to do yours we're going to do yours sweet gonna, good idea yeah yeah yep. so so yours is 28 so a, a, a three hundred and forty spine arrow. Yep. Is 10, 10.2 GPI. Ten point so two. Yep. Ten point two. Yep. So then we times that by twenty eight and a half, and that's going to give us two hundred and ninety. Is that right? Sounds right. See, yep. I'm so bad. I'm so bad at maths that I worry that even when I use a calculator, I get it wrong. Yeah.
1: No, I do the same thing. <laughs> you lost me, at Jared, for <laughs> no, no. years. Yeah. No, no. I'm following you. You're 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 on, you're on point.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so we we get the we get the ten point two. We times it by twenty eight point five, and we're at we're at two ninety. Two ninety point seven. Then we yep. There you go. Sorry. See, I'm so bad. I missed the point. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. so then we add the seventy five. Yep. And we're at three. We're at three sixty five. And then Jared, what what tip were you using? I can't remember.
1: You were you've got your your tip is uh, one twenty five. Oh, yeah 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 one twenty five. So, so, so that, like four ninety. Four ninety. Yeah, just under four ninety one. Four ninety.
2: 490. Then, it, then it's six grains per bleaching. So plus six, six plus six plus six plus six. Six, six. Eighteen. Six. Yeah. Although yeah, I
0: might try
1: yep.
2: four,
0: so add another one. You're
2: gonna do four? I might try it. All right, plus six again. But, That'll bring it uh, to another, s- another, five six. fourteen. You're, you're, you're already at five hundred and fourteen. That's pretty decent. Then, then it another. I think about six. Five twenty.
1: Five twenty, man. You feel like a big that's, man. That's, I've never
2: counted weight decent. in my arrow that. That's much.
1: a decent weight, man. That's a good weight.
2: Yeah, that's a de- that's a decent weight. And the thing about that is, you haven't even gone crazy. Right. If if Someone suddenly then goes, Hey, you know what, I'm gonna shoot one seventy five up front. Yeah, that,
3: another 50. That's gonna
2: that's yep. gonna, yeah, exactly. That push that pushes you up into the upper bracket, upper five hundred uh, upper five hundreds. Yeah. Most trad shooters are shooting that and or up into the six or seven hundreds.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm so, just under that means 600. As a compound so shooter. I
2: mean. Yeah, so but how much kinetic energy is that transferring through to that target? But like that is That's a lot. Mate, you said I am not even gonna try and do the mathematical calculation because I'd actually have to sit down with a pen and a piece of paper and write it out. <laughs> yeah. But the but the kinetic energy from that sixty five pounds transferring to that five hundred and twenty to say five hundred and fifty grains. Yep. You're breaking bones. And that's the cool thing. You're breaking bones. Yeah. And that's that's where I guess the I get excited. That's where the magic happens. Well that's because Jared to... always
1: shoots him in the shoulder, so he needs that. <laughs> yeah, <exactly.
2: laughs> it's a bigger target. <laughs>
1: Hey, uh,
2: hey, if you haven't shot something in the shoulder, I'm sorry. You're either absolutely amazing, or you don't shoot very much because. Uh,
0: yeah, right. Time out! Time out! Time out! Go down
2: that hole. <laughs> I
0: had two pass throughs this year. You on did two you, bucks. You did, and with an expandable. So how I mean, how many you did you it? kill at all?
1: I, I, you know, I shot through several sticks. <laughs> that counts. That you know what I'm saying? The pass through on those count. sticks. <laughs> I shot a raccoon. Two raccoons. I got passed through. In hey, I'm fact, sure they're really
2: skitterish, so I'm sure that'd be hard to shake.
1: Yeah, you know, they had. I had so much pass through. I never saw my arrow again. It just kept going. It barely <laughs> slowed down. <laughs> never so,
2: found
0: it yeah. again.
1: It was. It was a good run. So. All right. So you've got. So we've kind of gone through the setup. Now, when you're looking at total weight for an arrow, yeah, obviously there's tons yep. of factors. And for a while, you know, the the industry trend was to go high speed light arrow. You know, now we're kind of seeing yeah, a good. heavier arrow. What's your preferred weight range? You know, Jared, he, we just found out is about 520. Well, what's your what's what's a, a weight range that you would recommend, and you know, and, and at least for somebody to look into if they're starting to do this?
2: Yeah, so I like being in the 500s. Now, when I say this, yeah, I never ever checked my weight range. Right. Ever. It's only probably in the last three to four years that I've actually started having a look at it, and that was only because people were asking me. Saying, "Hey, how many grains are you shooting?" And I was like, <laughs> right. "I don't know. I've, I've never, I've never actually looked. Like, how much front and center of center do you have?" I'm like, oh, "I don't know. Never looked. I, I kill stuff, and that's all that matters." But people are definitely starting to ask that question, and people want to know because if you are successful and you do kill stuff, people want to copy that. But it is very personal preference. Definitely, though, for me, I like being in that 500 range. Yeah, I think okay. I would I'd go down as low as four fifty, but I wouldn't want to go any lower than four fifty, personally. With the perks with seeker stopper arrows, you have that GPI that's high. Yep. It's really easy. Really easy as we just saw then. what well, it was two it was two ninety off the bat. Yep. Without anything on it. No components, no field tips, no broadheads, nothing. There's nothing else even added and you're already at two ninety. There's guys that shoot that total. Like total arrow weight, if you're shooting insert generic arrow brand here, yeah, that down at six or seven GPI, it's gonna be light, it's gonna be way, way lighter than that.
1: Yeah, I I feel like for a while I was shooting really light arrows like that, especially when I was younger. I was that Mm -hmm. was probably the mid 90s or late 90s, I think, when I started really shooting bows, and that was like the thing, you know, I had six, maybe six GPI. Uh, grains yep. per inch and it was a light, light arrow and now you feel the, the arrows that we're shooting and you know it's particularly these micro diameter which you know obviously it has the momentum but it also has the benefit of a, a slimmer shaft if you will and <laughs> it which, which helps you with uh, pass through as well I mean there's less you know less drag on the arrow going through the animal it's a big deal
2: yeah and and going through the air I don't know what it's like for you guys but I know yep. high country here it'll, it'll blow pretty bad yeah exactly so th- that that being able to buck the wind, that's that's really helpful. So that's why I've always preferred, say, more in terms of fletching. So right. I, same thing as what you were saying earlier, Jared. I'd be quite happy to shoot four fletch, mm-hmm. uh, lower profile with, say, slightly longer fletching. So are you are
1: four-inch, four inch, and your, your recurve, I, I, couldn't, I don't remember what I saw. Are you shooting four-inch four inch fles- four-inch four uh, inchers?
2: Yeah, yeah. So right now it's uh, four four-inch trad vans. Okay. Uh, How do you like those trad vans? Um, Oh, dude, that for New Zealand is amazing. So well done, web. A and Aaron Snyder. Thank you it's... for coming out with something that for New Zealand conditions are awesome. Really, really awesome. Now that's so, just a, the amount of the, times
1: for for people that that are like listening in, listening in for the for, or maybe haven't heard of Trad veins, It's it's basically so historically, if you're a traditional archer, you're shooting off the shelf. And you're shooting yep. with uh, feathers because you know the the veins on a typical like a plastic arrow or a plastic vein on a typical like compound arrow are so thick that they you know they'll bump into your your riser and kind of shoot out, you're off to the side. Now yeah. the, tra- the the problem with that is the trad- traditional trad arrow veins, so these feathers, if they get wet, they get matted down or they get like clumped up. Yeah. Um, so if you're hunting in the rain. Hey, they 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 look cooler, and that's a lot of times why I pick shooting them because I'm, I'm like, eh, I'll just cover up. I like the looks of a, the one better, you know, of, of the regular yeah. veins better. But these things don't. They're just a thinner plastic. They're super, I don't know, super pliable, and so they just allow that arrow to s- slick right off the the riser with no problem. My and, and question so
2: far, they've been super durable. Yeah, well, that was going to be
1: my question for you, because it would seem like, you know, you start shooting that, you miss the target a few times, it gets that little wiggle. You know how your your
2: veins yep. will get that Yeah, little... I mean, that's
0: your primary problem you have. Yeah, Exactly. It, it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to miss a target. Oh. I'm shooting at a you lot get, of things. Guaranteed. Though.
2: Shoot a stick, you're going to miss. That's yep.
0: right. Exactly.
1: So you you haven't had any issues with durability?
2: No. So I was shooting last night, and I did put one through the target, and, yeah, it got a little bit of a wiggle on it, but, is all I did was, <laughs> this is how simple it was, and I've tried this before on other fletching and it didn't work. Yeah. But someone posted this up and I was like, that's a good idea. Just I quite literally just got out the the ironing board and yeah. chucked a piece of material over top of the trad vane, put the iron on it for a couple of seconds, took it off and it was That's a pretty a good idea. I waving it and it was done. And it was great. It was really good. I was I was really impressed. And it still shot perfectly. Yeah, I, I shoot an elevated rest, just a bare weather rest, nothing nothing amazing. Oh yeah. You do. Uh, again just because it's just how wet it can get in the back country of New Zealand. That's the only reason.
1: That's why you don't shoot off the, the shelf on a, your recurve. You're, you're shooting a, the al- bear elevator rest because of the, the moisture. Yeah. How does that work?
2: Yeah, so it's just so I've, in the past when I've, and remember, I've only been shooting a trad bow for probably a year and a half, two years. Okay. Probably, on and off for probably the last eight years. Okay. Yeah, you're about some good. On that's and off that's for enough to say you're
1: experienced. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> I'll be, I would. Uh, there's going to be always people out there that'll prove me wrong on pretty right. much everything. I've just found that because I was using, say, a leather, uh, leather on the side of, of the riser no. and or whatever the fur is you put on the bottom of the actual shelf, I just always found that that got covered in water and it's just – you, you'd draw back, anchor – release and water would fly everywhere right yeah and i know how that
1: looks yeah i know what you're talking
2: yeah and that was just personal thing whatever it was i didn't like it I was like this is super frustrating i i want to eliminate that you're getting water in your eyes and stuff like that it's not like it's a major thing but one more thing it's a pain in the butt you just i just wanted to remove that and then when i was a kid everything had bear weather rest on it everything even my compound had that's what it had on it
1: yeah yeah so, I, know. I remember those little like it's just a little yeah. plastic piece.
2: Yeah, exactly. So I just was like, man, I remember that from when I was a kid. So I'll just go back and I shot that, and I haven't stopped. I just I I, I personally really like it. It certainly wouldn't be for everyone. Yeah, but right. it's basically the same. It's very similar to shooting off the shelf. It's only mine's only elevated by half an inch to an inch, just enough so I don't need to worry about anything anywhere else. I don't need to worry about water splashing anywhere if it rains, because that's pretty much a given when you're hunting in New Zealand. It's going to rain at some point, and you're gonna get soaked. Yeah, the whole thing for me just, it, it fits seamlessly, it's nice, and I, yeah. I, not that I've actually been hunting in, like, six months, but... Right, I back probably, when you were. Yeah, I should probably just... Yeah, back when I was
1: actually <laughs> able to. That's a depressing <laughs> thought, man. You know, hey, oh, yeah. so I, I've got a question. How does that change your tune, going from shooting off the the shelf to shooting off an elevator rest? Because I've actually got an ILF riser and limbs coming in, and I'll, I'll, I mean, I technically have the option to do either. I guess you do anyway, uh, whether...
2: Yeah. Yeah, so I I shoot an yeah I shoot an ILF now as well, and that was uh, I only got it. I I was in the throes of figuring it out while I was sitting inside after surgery. I was like, right, I have copious amounts of time to do nothing. (laughs) Right. So I will uh, find an ILF bow because that way, yeah, I can start off really low poundage limbs and slowly work my way back up, which is which has has been amazing. So right now I'm only sitting at thirty six pounds. Okay. Say five to ten shots a day. And that's about all. I'd, and I'm not sore after doing that, but I wouldn't really want to go any higher. But in terms of the tune, I've found that it's easier for me to get my bow shooting really well off shooting off an elevated rest than it was shooting off the shelf. Don't know why. Yeah. I'm not that good at that kind of thing, but I've just found it was really easy to tune. I found my groupings were just that little bit better. Yeah. You know, I'm not an amazing shot. I'm, I am proficient. I'm, I'm all right. You're deadly. And can I shoot re- yeah, I can sh- I can shoot rabbits and stuff like that and they're pretty small. Well, I shot a uh, pre-surgery. I think it was a magpie. Do you guys know a magpie? Oh, yeah, yeah, like? we know mm-hmm.
1: what magpies. are, Of course.
2: Yep. Yeah. Cool. With my son watching who tried to film it but didn't and there was a ma- magpies yeah. here are horrible. They kill everything and they kill a lot of native birds. Oh, really? So there was okay. a magpie sitting out in the paddock at 42 yards and I turned it to my son and was like, "Do you reckon I can hit it from here?" And he was like, "Nah." With and the I recurve? Like, I, reckon I can. Yeah, and shot it from forty-two.
1: Man, that's so, you know, that was, mad props to that. That's that's a good shot. That
2: was yeah, that was just pre-surgery. So I'm I am certainly not anywhere near that level right now. Like I said, the arrows I was shooting last night was very disappointing. But I I just found that off the shelf off the shelf I was quite good. But yeah. off an elevated rest, I was that much better. Like, just a just little bit better. That much better, man. Like, it's, it's, it's not exactly that much. If, if you don't like the fair weather rest, what's one that I heard of the other day, which I really like the idea of? Just a little 22 shell with some uh, reasonably coarse fishing line. And you just put a bit of hot glue in the end of the 22 shell, slide all the bits in, and there's your elevated rest.
1: Oh, that's hilarious. Yes. I never thought that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. I won't use the term we use uh, for what that is. The red, redneck one's far nicer. Our one's um, slightly more racist. So <laughs> I won't say that one. Okay. But um, it's 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 just doing that. Yeah. And coming up with different ideas, man. We're in a backwater country in the middle of the Pacific, surrounded by water, surrounded by no one. Yep. So you kind of learn to just do things differently than what other people do them. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> kind of to.
1: figuring it out your own self. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, For me to order some stuff, it's going to take me a while. For it to get here, if I order something from Three Rivers, yeah, it's probably going to take two weeks to get here. Yep, that's just that's just how long it takes. But if I can do it myself, I save myself some money and I probably learn something along the way. Yeah, well, and, and
1: you right. learn yeah, exactly. You kind of learn more about your bow and how things work, and, and and you know what? Actually, you've taught me two things now. Being on this podcast, one is ironing ironing out your your veins. And mm-hmm. two, is. which yeah. is brilliant, and two, which I don't even know how to iron my clothes, and two, which is—do uh, <laughs> you even own an iron? I do. I just don't know how to use it. But that seems like a Laura job. And she, you know what? She, I, if she, if I, if she wants me to learn, she should teach me is what I've told her. and right. <laughs> That has not worked well for me in the
2: past. But not sexist at all. No, completely fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. And now I've learned how to make an elevated rest. So that's like two solid BOGA tips of the day, which is more than one more than we typically get in a mm-hmm. podcast.
2: Yeah, that's true. See, that's good. Okay, there you go. I'm good for something. <laughs> there you go.
1: Well, hey, man, thank you so much for, for coming on today and just giving us a little taste of, you know, arrow tuning. There's a whole lot more that goes into it. But for the people that are listening, you know, if you have more questions, definitely reach out. Phil will help you out if you go to Seek a Stopper on, on Instagram. Um, where else can they find yep. more information here, Phil?
2: So we are, uh, yeah, Seek a Stopper underscore arrows on Instagram. Same, exact same on Facebook. The website is seekestopper.com you can also find me personally just look up phil Uden, and you'll
1: find me yeah phil's been helpful oh, yeah. he's super responsive we, we we message quite often so well phil thanks for for doing this and we'll uh, we'll talk to you really soon thanks for listening to another episode of the boga hunting podcast don't forget to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on and, and give us a follow on instagram to stay up to date on what we're doing see you next week